This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. Hey, this is Doug with another in our MarTech interview series. Uh, on the line today, I have Miri from Fanbytes. Miri, welcome aboard. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Absolutely. And I, I love this topic. I think it's a, uh, a topic that uh, brings great ex- anxiety <laughs> to, <laughs> to marketers out there. And, uh, and that's uh, we're going to talk about Snapchat today. And we're going to talk, uh, obviously, Miri with Fanbytes. Uh, Miri's an expert in Snapchat, has been utilizing it for quite a while and does work on behalf of clients with Snapchat mm-hmm. and is getting measurable results. So this is going to be a good conversation because I think there's a lot of uh, disinformation out there. And uh, uh, there's honestly, you know, marketers don't even know where to start with the tool. So uh, Miri... Tell me a little bit about Fanbytes. Uh, right. Uh, well, basically, Fanbytes is a what happens when like a bunch of young geeks get together. Uh, it was sort of like founded relatively recently. It's only like two two years old, and uh, it was just founded by a bunch of people who were like uh, passionate about like marketing, and they just looked all around them and they were like, oh the way brands connect with millennials is kind of wrong. For example, there's a lot of attention that these young people are putting into Snapchat and brands need to know that. So basically what Fanbytes does, it helps companies like uh, Universal, Sony, Warner Bros. uh, connect with young people on uh, Snapchat. And we've been featured on a couple of places like Forbes, Business Insider, and so on. Uh, And that's pretty much what Fanbytes is in a nutshell. That's fantastic. And and how are those brands... Uh, interacting with young people on on Snapchat? So, uh, well, usually when they approach us, it's sort of like, hey, we've heard that there's sort of like uh, the demographic that we're we're after. Like, for example, if one one of the new artists of like one of the big record labels is dropping a new song, they're like, okay, well, all the teenage girls, 13 to, to 17 are on Snapchat, but we haven't done anything on that yet. Uh, and then we, we, we basically sort of like take, take them by the hand and then we, we run campaigns with, with them. Um, so uh, that, that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's fantastic. And, and, uh, and tell me a little bit. I want to I really dig deep into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, it, it, you know, what's the age groups and how many people are there out there that, that, that really comprise of the Snapchat user base? Gotcha. So uh, the main reason that sort of like brands want to use Snapchat, and I think one of the main reasons why you, you, your listeners should sort of like consider it, is uh, Snapchat has a hold on the, a demographic that is very, very elusive. So we're talking uh, the age group between 13 to 25 years old. Uh, these are young people who are not really on Facebook. Uh, they're not really on Instagram either. And, and you, you definitely won't find them on Twitter. However, uh, you, will, you will find them on Snapchat. I think very interesting statistic uh, out there is that even though Facebook is pretty much eight or 10 times bigger than Snapchat, about two, 2 billion people use it on a monthly basis, Snapchat has as many teenagers as Facebook. Which is which is mind blowing if you think about it. So if 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 your business uh, has a product or a service for young people, Snapchat sort of like is the platform to go when it comes to grabbing that attention. And 
I think one of the things that marketers think uh, uh, with Snapchat is mm-hmm. they think about it from an end user standpoint and an end user experience where, you know, a lot of one-to-one or one-to-few kind of communications. Mm-hmm. How, how does a brand utilize Snapchat and how do they, you know, how do you, how do you sit there and work and get that one-to-many efficiency uh, that, that, you know, you don't have to worry about as a user, but you know, obviously a brand can't spend all day snapping back and forth with all of its followers. Yeah. Um, so how are brands utilizing Snapchat to reach those people? That That is a great point. And that's sort of like one of the main objections that, that brands will have. They're like, well, uh, it's the, the scalability is a little bit difficult because it's a more sort of like uh, it's a more uh, restrictive platform, as, as you mentioned, it emphasizes lots of like one-to-one communications. Uh, one of the ways that we've used is instead of the brands, uh, instead of the, the brands that we work with actually opening their own Snapchat accounts and trying to come up with content for them on a daily basis, they will do this sort of like uh, campaigns. Uh, so if, they, if there's a huge project product launch or or if they have sort of like a, a um, a specific sort of like service that they're trying to offer on a specific time period, they will do a campaign with us, which runs over a week or so. And the way that we push the message out there is by using Snapchat influencers. So these are individuals who will have a massive following on Snapchat. So their stories get um, millions of views every single day. So we will get a bunch of these people to sort of like post about the brand and encourage their their, their uh, followers to, to check out the the sort of like the, the product. And then that's how we've managed to get scale on Snapchat. That's fantastic. And and is it an instantaneous result or is this something that, you know, how much time should brands um, put into planning a campaign, identifying those influencers and and executing their campaign and then and then seeing those results? What's that you know, grand timeline look like. Gotcha. Uh, well, to be honest, I mean, to be honest, the whole sort of like influencer campaign thing is pretty much our business. We've we've managed to auto- automate it, and we have a whole platform for it. So for us, it's instantaneous. But I want to be sort of like empathetic in terms of like I know that lots of your listeners will, for example, want to do it by themselves. So in terms of like how they want to, they they can get around to doing that. It's a bit of a complex process, but I think that the rewards of it are very much uh, worth it. So the the first stage would be be looking or identifying for the actual influencers who you want to uh, use to push your message out there. Um, This could very much depend. It depends on the product that you have. It depends on the scale and the budget that you have. Uh, And then afterwards is is very much sort of like a a, a point of like getting in touch with the influencers and trying to sort of like organize a campaign with us. I'm not going to lie to you. It takes quite a bit of time. We've had clients who uh, sort of like try to do the influencer thing by the themselves and and they've seen sort of like long lead times and so on that's one of the reasons why we offer our services and we make it a lot faster uh but however if for example on a smaller scale like let's say that someone owns a small business they have uh let, let's say sort of like a bakery or, or something in the in the town they could get in touch with like a couple of teenagers who have a huge following and a huge influence in their town and say hey i few posts on me on the weekend uh, about sort of like this specific thing and i'll pay you for it i think the results that they will see will literally blow them away 
So, so what what you're really telling me is it's it's worth the effort that yeah. there's literally such strong engagement and such strong ties mm-hmm. between the Snapchat influencer and the Snapchat user mm-hmm. um, that that there's absolutely a return on investment when when you do it effectively. Exactly. Uh, the, the, I mean, the main the main reason that so the, when we got started in the beginning with Fanbytes, it was sort of like an influencer network for Instagram, YouTube, and Snapchat. So we're trying to cover everything. But when we were getting sort of like uh, our the results from our campaigns, and we were looking at the Snapchat results, we're like, hang on a second, like that cannot be right. Like the click through rates and the completion rates were just off the charts. And then what we realized was that uh, because it's a bit of a quirky platform, it's a bit of an odd platform, there's a bit of a sort of like a barrier to entry and like a bit of a difficulty in like getting started with it, lots of brands were passing it over. Uh, and what happens is it creates uh, an environment that holds a lot of attention of this sort of like young demographic, but at the same time, it's not crowded with like a, a crap ton of ads like, like an environment like Facebook or Instagram is at the moment. So uh, what we were seeing was that the, the amount of attention was just simply too good to, 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 to be true in some cases. We were seeing stuff like 97% or 99% completion rates, like people just, just consuming the content, um, uh, consuming the content basically all the time. So uh, that, that, that's what we saw and that, that's the reason that we focused our, our entire company solely on Snapchat. That's incredible. Um, uh, and I, I want to reiterate that to, to the audience because I, I I often tell people this, that a lot of people wait for something to become mainstream. Yeah. And and by the time they wait for it to become mainstream, that's when your competition is there. Exactly. It's a bit too late, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's absolutely critical, especially uh, I think early adoption, of course, things fail and uh, you know, but, but the ability to test and try something like a Snapchat before your competitors are on there can garner you some incredible growth. Exactly. And then if, and then if you think there's a risk, well, then then drive those people back to your website, capture those email addresses. And, and that way, you know, if someday Snapchat was bought, sold, mm. folded, whatever, you still have a relationship with those people. Exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, I, when, I, when I sort of like got started with marketing and I had a friend of mine who was really huge on Facebook ads and he started quite early on like 2009. And Facebook ads in 2009 were a gold mine, but nobody knew about it, right? Uh, at the moment, they're still sort of like a very good product. However, it's it's like if you have an app or a service that you're trying to sort of like put, put up, push out there, so is like everybody else. So uh, your ad right. is not going to be the only one that your audience is going to see. However, Snapchat is a bit of a virgin environment at the moment. Uh, that's fantastic. And and so uh, let's, let's talk action. Mm-hmm. So... One, what can people do or maybe where should they start? And then once we talk about that, we'll talk about, you know, uh, some real, really good tips to get them uh, that engagement that they're looking for. Gotcha. Uh, well, I would say I'm looking at this from like two angles. One would be if someone has a relatively small business, they don't have like a massive advertising budget to work with, uh, what, what could they do to get sort of like traction? In that case, I would suggest having your own channel on Snapchat and curating your own content is actually very much worth it. The advantage of sort of like creating your own channel on Snapchat is that 
once you build that audience up, uh, it's there for you and you don't have to sort of like uh, pay money to use it like you would, for example, if you would run a paid campaign, if, if that makes sense. Uh, so if somebody sort of like would try would try to get started with a Snapchat account and there are sort of like some, re uh, some uh, advantages, some sort of like tips that they can uh, use to grow it, um, I think they, they could be quite valuable. However, once you sort of like get on a larger sort of like scale, larger companies, I know that they sometimes they don't have the time or the patience to sort of like create, create content every day for, for this channel. In that case, I would say paid campaigns on Snapchat can be a really good idea. There are two ways you could go about it. One would be to uh, use Snap ads. So that there's basically a advertising product that Snapchat will provide you and you, you can have sort of like a, 10 second ads inserted in between uh, Snapchat stories that Snap, Snap users consume. Uh, they, they're pretty good. However, they do have a problem at the moment since Snapchat doesn't force their users to sit through, uh, through their ads. Uh, they get skipped a lot. So you need to be careful and you need to sort of like uh, try to get the creative right in that case. Uh, but at the moment, I would say the, the most underrated uh, method of a brand using Snapchat uh, would be Snapchat influencers. Uh, getting in touch with these people who have a uh, sort of like sizable following on the platform and getting them to vouch for you is something that uh, is extremely valuable and, and very much cost effective as well. Most of the sort of like results and uh, sort of like tests that we've run, we've seen that for the same amount of results, the spending on Snapchat influencers can be sometimes 50 to sort of like 60% cheaper than, than other sort of like form, forms of marketing. So to, sort of to recap there, one would be make your own Snapchat channels if you have the time and inclination. If not, you could either use Snap ads or, or even better, you could use Snapchat influencers. Oh, that's fantastic. And, uh, and then, of course, you know, uh, to be a great Snapchat user and to get the most out of the platform, mm -hmm. what are some tips uh, for brands or, or uh, small businesses just to get started and, and really leverage the platform the way it was built? Gotcha. Uh, well, the, the thing with uh, sort of like, I think with social in general, and, and I, I want your thoughts here as well, would be uh, that lots of people think, hey, okay, well, Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, it's a great product. Uh, I'll just run an ad and I'll see like a massive or, or amazing results. And sometimes people get disappointed when these sort of like results don't magically appear. And uh, the thing is, there's a bit of a distinction, there's a bit of a unique approach that people need to have when it comes to approaching uh, these so social platforms, right? It, unlike sort of like... Uh, Google AdWords, which is very much intention-based marketing where people are searching for something. So there is sort of like an abide mood. When someone opens Snapchat, they're, they're sort of like being entertained. They're, they're consuming the content from their friends. So it's very important to have the right mindset and use the right principles to tell your message in a compelling and engaging way. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's what we see over and over is if, if you're expecting immediate results from uh social then forget it yeah exactly unless, unless maybe maybe if you were if you had an event uh i think we see we see good things from you know hey we've got an event and here's where it's at here's who's going to be here here's why you should come mm -hmm. maybe on something like that you can get a good response but more more often than not social media is that aspect to build a rapport with your audience to exactly to 
you know, trust is the biggest thing that we have to overcome online. And, and so, uh, getting to trust a brand mm-hmm. is, is hard when they're just shoving their logo and their ads in your face all day. Yeah. Um, but some of the things that I like that I see that, you know, uh, people do on Snapchat is the, you know, the behind the scenes look, yeah. you know, uh, I think, I think some of the big brands just do an exceptional job at, you know, and then that makes your user feel special. It feels personal. Yeah. It feels like they're seeing content that nobody else is seeing and uh, and it endears them to the brand. And I think that's the big opportunity here is, um, you know, where where I might use Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter to educate people mm-hmm. or to to pull them into a into a conversion funnel of some sort with Snapchat. I'm really just going to try to give them the, you know, the, the, the special, you know, you know, it's the, it's the room in the nightclub that nobody gets to go to. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You, 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 you've completely nailed it in terms of like, uh, when we advise the clients that we work with, we urge them to look at using Snapchat, uh, similar to how a user uh, uses their social media platforms. So let's say that someone sort of like is a Snapchatter, but they might have their Facebook or their Instagram accounts. Uh, and you're totally right. They will use Twitter or, or Instagram to show the highlights of their life, to show sort of like the cool, amazing things. However, Snapchat is a bit of more of a private, more sort of like genuine, authentic platform. As you said, it would be it would be to like show the the the, the, the intimate moments with your friends, the inside jokes, and, and so on and so forth. So, uh, so that, that that's basically it. But. That's one of the points that is super important when making sort of like content on Snapchat. So to bring it back to the how a business would use it, uh, you're definitely right. Uh, showing a, a behind the scenes or giving people a behind the scenes look would be like a great strategy for how a brand can take advantage of Snapchat. I'll give you an example. So we work with quite a few sort of like movie uh movie brands like if there's a new movie coming out and most of their marketing material will be like trailers uh, right and they will put that on YouTube or Instagram and so on and that, that's great however on Snapchat simply because the screen is a vertical uh, iPhone screen you need to cut the trailer in awkward ways to make the video fit into the screen so uh, yeah. and, exa- and also you're limited by the 10 seconds so it, so when you have a two minute trailer that's great however you only have 10 seconds on Snapchat so they will make this rough cut uh, of sort of like the trailer and then just put it on Snapchat and say, oh, swipe up to, to book your tickets. But that's just, that just looks out of place. And it, it, you're basically treating Snapchat as if it's sort of like YouTube. And, and it's not, that's not how you do it. Uh, something that would be sort of like a, a, a good strategy would be how about showing a behind the scenes look. Let's say that you have a movie with Kevin Hart. Instead of like showing the trailer, you could you could get Kevin Hart to like take a snap or like a selfie in like uh, the premiere show or like in the theater. Be like, hey, I'm here with like my co-stars. We're about to like watch this movie. It's going to be great. Uh, if you guys want to check it out as well, swipe up. So th- that's it. It's very intimate. The actor actually talking to you. I see. I think that's sort of like a behind the scenes look, and it's it's more sort of like uh, more engaging that way. So that that would be one, yeah. one, one, one of the tips. And and with that, uh, again, we'll go back to the you know return on investment on this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the uh, loyal you know fans. I love that you guys are called fan bites. 
Um, Thank you. But when you're talking about fan loyalty, you're talking about a long-term relationship. And yep. you're, you're talking about really capitalizing on that return on investment. I think, um, I think marketers, uh, maybe this year is it, you know, but marketers really need to just start focusing a lot more on retention and loyalty than they ever have. And, and one of the reasons is, is because we have choices. We have millions of choices at our fingertips, you know, on mm-hmm. our device. And, and so it's the brands that are going to create these intimate relationships with their fans um, yeah. and, and really allow them in that those fans are going to be endeared to them and want to do business with them for a long time. Nobody, exactly. nobody, nobody forgets that, you know, behind the scenes look where, you know, um, uh, but if, if none of the other brands are doing that, then you're going to be, you're going to be loyal to this one that really showed you the, the, the back door. And, exactly. and that means, obvi- that means obviously investing a small amount today, but seeing that return on investment over and over and over and over so that every time, mm-hmm. you know, Kevin Hart releases a movie, someone's there, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, the, it's not just the first movie. It's, it's every single one after that because, um, you know, because they, they like him and, and feel like they have a personal relationship with him, you know, through Snapchat. Yeah. Wow. This is a, the, what a fascinating conversation. You know, if, if, if any, if any platform really, really pushed the envelope as far as, you know, creating that relationship. I think Snapchat is really the one. Yeah, yeah, d- 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 definitely. And and it's 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 sort of like uh, uh, super important for people to like take advantage of it because this will not last forever. I uh, we have this sort of like opinion in the office that like things are constantly changing and there are new platforms coming on all the time. Just like Facebook uh, was like amazing and undiscovered a, a, a few years ago. Uh, Snapchat, we think that Snapchat has that status at the moment, but you never know something else might come up and then you need to learn new principles and new, new, and it's, it's a whole new ball game all over again. And you're like, oh my God, when will this ever stop? Well, it's funny too. I think, you know, Instagram added stories, you know, and, and then, uh, you know, Facebook of course followed suit. And I think they did it just because Snapchat was, was growing so exponentially, but I'm not sure that they've really been successful where Snapchat has been, you know, it, it kind of seems this awkward feature that they stuck in, you know, rather than, you know, a feature that was really, you know, wrapped around the culture of the platform. That's true. I, I've, I've actually been studying the adoption of stories uh, across the sort of like the Facebook devices, so uh, sort of Facebook platforms. It hasn't been that great on Facebook and Messenger. They even put them on WhatsApp, if you, if you can believe that, uh, yeah. which has been horrible, I think. Uh, but uh, but Instagram Instagram adoption was quite good and they're being used yeah. relatively well I think but it, it it doesn't have the same feel to it but the actual format of the stories which would be sort of like these 10 second clips I think it's a valuable one and we might keep seeing that in like other plat just as the format by uh, uh, the format by itself we might see that uh, in sort of like other uh, 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 other forms as well. There's actually uh, a new advertising format that Snapchat has been using and it's in the format of stories. So instead of having a continuous video that starts playing, they will basically have stuff like uh, seven reasons why you should uh, uh, buy the new iPhone. And each, and each snap will give you a reason. So it's kind of like reading an article in a video format, which is pretty cool. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how th- those are performing. Yeah, that is incredible. 
And then, and then of course, you know, I mean, uh, Snapchat has its own, uh, lexicon of, of terms uh-huh. for things that you can do, but maybe walk through some of the things like snap codes and, and lenses and, uh, you know, and, and, and then what's on the horizon. I know, you know, obviously augmented reality is a huge part of Snapchat, mm-hmm. but you know, what's, what's there now and what's coming next with the, with the tools that they've put in. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, so the, the, there's sort of like a lot of like components to Snapchat, but I want to keep it sort of like simple, uh, simply because if, if uh, I want it to be accessible, if someone, if one of your listeners hasn't used Snapchat or like they, they're super not familiar with it, I don't want them to, confu- to confuse them too much. But the only thing that I would urge them to remember would be AR, so like augmented reality. Uh, it, it, it exploded sort of like into the mainstream with Pokemon Go. I'm not sure if you remember, it was a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was super popular, basically just having little Pokemons in your garden that you could collect and you could just see them through the screen of your phone. Um, and, and they were just sort of like hanging around in, in your physical space. So that AR is pretty huge right now. Uh, virtual reality and sort of like putting your uh, uh, sort of like a visor on and like being transported into like the dinosaur age that's probably the future however that's a little bit far away into the future I think the technology is not there yet like Oculus Rift is clunky it's, it's, it reminds me of the the, uh, the the new versions of the phone I, I don't know if you remember in the 80s or something which a phone weighed like a ton or something it was like huge you can like it was like a, a briefcase so uh at the moment, I think what's sort of like going to be adopted quite uh, widely is augmented reality because the technology is there. And there's this sort of like huge AR race going on. And it's not just Snapchat that's on it. Facebook are uh, are sort of like going uh, investing pretty heavily on AR as well, uh, including Google, Apple uh, as well. However, out of all of them, believe it or not, Snapchat, which has probably a fraction of the resources that these giants have, they are kind of ahead when it comes to augmented reality, simply because they were early adopters. They they started using uh, uh, augmented reality te- technology in their lenses. And uh, they, they basically are, it's, it's, it's a feature that's widely adopted by the users, by Snapchatters oh, yeah. themselves, because they use it every day on, on lenses. And what we're seeing is that Snapchat is sort of like coming ahead in this race. So that will be very interesting to see how that goes. Um, are, are you familiar with uh, the Netflix Stranger Things lens? No. no so, so what Snapchat has done, which is pretty cool, is they have these things called world lenses. So similar how you could watch, uh, how you could see sort of like Pokemons through your screen. Now Snapchat can put like other objects in your screen. So for example, they will put like pieces of art in Central Park in New York, right? They're not there physically, but if you open your phone, right. you, you could see like a giant statue or something, right? And you could just see it through, through, through Snapchat. So what they're doing is they're, 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 they're telling brands, hey, we can put your brand or a, an AR creation uh, in the physical world through Snapchat. So Mercedes has used it uh, in their, uh, in, oh, I think it was, it was a Volkswagen. I'm not entirely sure. This is horrible. I should, I should know. I think it's for Volkswagen. They released a new car. So what they did is they created a model of their car in augmented reality and people could... 
project it into like their their garage or in their living room and just walk around the car and check it out. And it drew oh, like that's awesome. Yeah, it drew a lot of sort of like. Uh, uh, PR and like publicity and it was super successful. Uh, do you watch Stranger Things on Netflix? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh great, so uh, I think I think I'll send you this sort of like the snap code later. For season two, what, what Netflix did in collaboration with Snapchat, they had this lens where it recreated this room, this very famous room from the series. You could yeah. go inside and look around, and you could see sort of like the lights hanging off the t- table <laughs> of the bed. I'm, I haven't watched, I, I don't watch the series. I'm not super familiar with sort of like what they mean and everything, but it was one of the most complex, like technologically complex uh, augmented reality features, and one of the most fun as well. So it kind of like shows the sort of like advantage that Snapchat has on this field, and it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I and I think augmented reality. Honestly, I know virtual reality obviously has its its uh, you know its opportunity. But I, I'll tell you, I think augmented reality people va- are vastly underestimating the yeah. impact of it. Yeah. And that's and that's just because we like interacting with the real world. Um, but superimposing these these things over it uh, is is just really helpful and and i think snapchat showed that how naturally people just got accustomed to it yeah um with lenses nobody nobody had to nobody had to learn ar you know no they they made it it quite intuitive yeah yeah it was absolutely absolutely seamless well this is this is just a great conversation and and uh I appreciate you taking the time today. I think we've got some great information. And, and for listeners, we're also going to have a link, uh, obviously, to get a hold of Fanbytes. And we'll talk about how to get a hold of you guys in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also going to have a, a link to you guys wrote an incredible ebook, Snapchat Hacks Every Marketer Should Know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and it's basically through 150 campaigns that Fanbytes has done, um, you've, you've put out this fantastic guide. So we're going to have that in our show notes um how do how do people engage with you uh miri how do they how do they get a hold of you and uh and and get pricing and 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 you know start developing strategies with you for snapchat gotcha uh well i think that the best place would be sort of like our, our website so fanbytes uh uk. so we were a, a a british company based in london or uh, if anybody has any questions on snapchat as a whole augmented reality anything that you guys would uh, are, kind of, are maybe confused on and you need more info on you could just even shoot me an email uh i think we can link my email in the show notes as well if that's possible yeah, I think we can do that, yeah. and, or at least get them to a contact page on your site. Yeah, definitely. So Miri, M-I-R-I, at fanbytes.co.uk. You can reach me anytime, uh, and, and that's it. And also, definitely grab a hold of the ebook. I think there's some – we didn't have the time to get into it, but there's some really cool tips of, like, uh, any sort of, like, company, any brand that you guys want to get started with Snapchat. There's some really cool sort of, like, processes and systems and, and tips to keep in mind when it comes to creating content that's engaging on Snapchat. Because as we mentioned, before it's a engaging platform but you need to know the right strategies to uh to, to get your message across well and there's no better way than seeing a professional do it and seeing those examples exactly. um that should definitely pique everybody's interest well miri thanks so much again for taking the time today uh this was just an outstanding conversation and uh and uh i hope to talk to you soon no worries man thank you so much great to be here thanks for having me 
The MarTech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.